Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting. Although, guys, I've woken up so tired. I'm starting to wonder if I'm ill because my eyes are stinging. Like, my eyes feel so stingy. I feel so tired. I feel exhausted. Like, I feel not period level tired either. It's like my head just feel, I feel like I could go back to bed. And I'm never normally like this. Like normally I'm really awake and really like ADHD. Like I'm not going to lie. I get really hyper. So this is very unusual for me. But anyway, we're just going to lean into it. I'm going to go for a slow jog. I'm not really going to do too much today. Like it's already one, half one. It's already half one. And all I've done is made pancakes and watch the fourth Harry Potter. Not gonna lie, I'm deep into Harry Potter at the moment. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I just started watching them on my own because no one wanted to watch them with me. And now I'm already at Goblet of Fire and I'm about to go into Order of the Phoenix and that, right, I'm about to get to the next best, like, five. these next ones are my proper favourites. Goblet, Order of the Phoenix, Goblet of Fire, no, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part 1, Deathly Hallows Part 2, they're the good ones, and I've got through the shit ones, and I'm not gonna lie, they weren't even that shit, I thought they were really bad, but it turns out they weren't, I think I've just been a bit judgy, I can't lie, like, I think I haven't really been giving them a chance, and so I am thinking about rereading them, I don't know why I'm revisiting so many things from my childhood at the moment, like, I don't really know what's going on, Maybe it's like I hit 23 and I'm scared about growing up and so, like, I'm resenting it. That's what it feels like anyway. I've been thinking a lot about getting older and, like, numbers and what that actually means. And it's just a bit, like, gross. But then I was talking to my boyfriend about, like, certain milestones that I want to have by certain ages. And he kind of called me out on the fact that I really think I have to do certain things by certain points. And I really know that you shouldn't think that. And I would never think that someone else should have achieved certain things by certain points. But for some reason, I think for myself, I have to do that. And I just think that's really, really bad. And I don't know where it's come from. And I don't know why it's happened. But I really just think that there's something... Like, there's certain things that I want to have done before I'm a certain age. I don't know why. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about this week. This week we are talking about... We're talking about your first experience of love. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about particularly relationships in your teenage years. But anyway, let's get on to the life update. We can come on to that later. First off, though, I had the weirdest dream of my life last night. I dreamt that I was in a boat and we were going to the bottom of the sea because we were trying to find True North, as if True North was a place you could actually see in the ocean. And we were trying to find it. And the boat started sinking and then we got attacked by aliens and the aliens were like octopuses and they could crawl in through electronics and the boat started sinking. And it was all just very, very dramatic. Although I did have a thing about like 100k, like I was dreaming and this TikTok, I don't know who it was, like this person who ran, it was something really weird. Like this guy who ran TK Maxx's TikTok page, like, do you know, it was like that level of random he wanted me to turn on like tips which you can get on TikTok and I was like yeah you can't have it until you get 100k and he was like 100k is a lot of followers and in my mind I was like oh I'm about to hit 100k I'm about 30,000 followers off this but we've got to love a dreamer okay I don't think that's that far and in my head 30,000 followers isn't that much to gain like I don't think that's going to be that hard I really don't like I just know it's going to happen I feel like it'll happen within I don't want to set a timer on it because 
that's like bad for manifestation isn't it but I just know it's gonna happen and you just have to trust in the process and this is the thing about like TikTok social media and stuff like that you just have to enjoy what you're posting and not really think about the numbers because thinking about the numbers like it, it becomes this numbers game that you don't really want to happen and I wouldn't it gets obsessive like mine has got obsessive to a point and I've kind of had to really pull myself back on it because I was like I need to stop this isn't healthy this isn't what I want to be doing. And so I'm trying to focus on the numbers less. But, like, I grew 20,000 followers in a month. And I grew 3,000 followers in a year. Just to put it in perspective. Like, you know, like, it's not... TikTok social media, it's not... I think everyone... You follow these people who have these really quick growths. And I've been on there for three years now. And I just haven't... I, I have periods of extreme growth. And then it, like, plateaus a bit. So you just have to keep posting and just know that people react to your content well and that it's all just a thing of like will your po- content get boosted by tiktok because i remember watching this video and it was about how tiktok chooses the videos it wants to do well like it decides what to boost and so if your video happens to come across one of their like pages then it might do better you just got to keep posting and that's i think one of the biggest life lessons about trying to make it on social media really is but anyway, on to a little confession I have. I may have taken the treat yourself shopping a little bit far this month. And it's just one of those things that I'm now just going to have to lean into. I got myself a new perfume. Basically, I have this perfume from Zara. I've never really bought myself expensive perfume. And I've never really chosen a perfume. My boyfriend's always got me them as like presents. Which is such a lovely thing. But you know, and it's like they are all lovely and I've loved every single one but I've never chosen one like I've never thought like oh this is the one that I want to be mine and I've always wanted to be that person like has a scent that like you know it's like you spray it on a pillow and it's like that's Bella I don't have that I've never had that and my friends all have that and I've always just felt quite jealous about it and they are expensive perfumes but also they do last for ages but anyway I have never been like I like nice branded stuff, but I don't really care. Like, if I find a really nice perfume and it was really cheap, I'd buy that. Like, you know how people are really snobby about brands? I'm really not. But I had this one from Zara, and it was the Jo Malone collaboration. Like, you know when they did, like, a little, like, collab thing? Well, I had one. And do you know the comments I got from people? One person said I smelt like air freshener. My sister was like... Not gonna lie, Bella, that's not nice. And I was like, I think the thing is, I think it smelled lovely. I properly think it smelled delicious, but apparently not. And then so it's been in my head now that I smell like air freshener, which isn't great. That makes me feel quite nervous, quite anxious. Don't want to be the one that smells like air freshener. And so I had it in my mind that when I came to Manchester, oh, I'm in Manchester by the way, I would buy myself a new perfume. Well. I went round all of the ones in next even because, like, I wanted to see if I could get a cheap one. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really have in my mind of spending that much money. All of them smelt like air freshener. All of the ones I liked, my boyfriend was like, Bella, it's air freshener again. Like, it's just... And I'm like, oh, no. Maybe I just want to smell like a candle. Maybe that's not what you should be basing off. Maybe, like, a perfume is different. And I just don't know how to gauge the difference. But anyway... I went into the perfume shop, that's literally what it's called. The two perfume shops in, like, the UK, like, the perfume shop and the fragrance shop. And I just think it's so funny. Like, imagine if it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the lipstick shop, and then the handbag shop, and then the shoe shop, and then, like, it would make so much more sense. But anyway, 
these are kind of like outlet places that just sell perfumes and so they have loads of different ones and I walked in and she was like so then she she was so helpful like if you need to buy a perfume go to the Arndale and go to the perfume shop she couldn't have been more helpful like it was a great experience such good customer service um but I went on to like I went in and I just kind of like explained what I liked explained what I didn't like and she was so helpful she gave me so many different perfumes and like she was like okay so what have you had in the past and I was like oh, I've had Irresistible by Givenchy and then I've had J'adore by Dior like those and she was like god you are going two ends of the spectrum there you have got a heavy full-bodied flowery scent and then you've got a more delicate a more effervescent and she was saying these things and I was like oh wow I am out of my depth I didn't know different smells could smell effervescent wow anyway she found me one and I love it I absolutely love it the first well confession I did find the one chance by Chanel 100 pounds a bottle that is a pound a spray, okay? I need to be smelling like that when I am rich, not right now. So I've said to myself that I will treat myself to that when I hit 100,000 followers, which is more why I think I'm so keen to hit 100,000 followers so I can buy myself this perfume because it's a real rule that I've set because do you know, it's similar, she was telling me all about it, she was like, the round bottle symbolises new beginnings, new starts, take a chance on yourself, like, and I was like, God, that is what I've done with You've Got Mail, that would be a very fitting gift to myself from myself, and so I am going to buy it, just not yet, it's not happening yet, and it can't happen yet, because I can't, I can't keep, I can't afford to buy it yet, like, that's not, I can't do that, and so instead, I bought Daisy, but which one did I... I didn't buy the normal Daisy. I think I bought the Oh So Fresh one. Guys, it smells incredible. It smells so nice. It lasts so long. One of the best perfumes I've ever spent, smelt in my life. And also, it wasn't too expensive. It was like 65 But anyway, it was one of those things that like... I know that is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But it was one of those things that I just paid for and I'm just not going to think about. And I'd say that about a lot of the purchases I made yesterday. I kind of just am not going to think about it. I found out I had access to my bigger bank account on my... When I say bigger bank account, I mean that... So I don't put all of my money into my Monzo account because I'll just spend it. And so I only put my weekly allowance into my Monzo account. But I found out I had access to the other bank account. And I was like, well, it's Christmas. Time to treat yourself. And so I'm just going to... I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm going to smell lovely and not like air freshener anymore. Thank you everyone for those rude comments. Other things, I bought some new Vagabond boots, but they're square-toed ones. My boyfriend is a saint. I went around six different shops. I tried on the same pair of boots in two different places. I tried on two different pairs of boots, tried them on. We left, we did loads of other shopping, then I was like... Maybe we're gonna have to, we're just gonna have to go back. I just need to retry them on again. Went in, tried them on, didn't like them again. Went to the other shop, tried on a different pair, but I'd already tried those ones. Like I was going around the circles. It was terrible. I felt terrible, but it was fine because now I've realised that you, that's allowed. Like it's fine. I didn't need to feel guilty about it. Anyway, I bought a new pair of vagabond boots because my very loved Tara Long boots broke. 
and I got the money back and I was a bit broke at that point and so I needed to keep the money but now I've just kind of reasoned to myself that because I kept that money but technically I shouldn't have kept it I should have just bought another pair of boots because technically it was a Christmas present and so technically these boots are free because I got the money back and I just bought another pair technically you know it's all technicalities it's all just like and then I bought a dress from Susamusa because I've wanted it for ages and it's going to look so nice with my new shoes and I kind of want to wear it on New Year's but I probably won't because it's black and that's a bit boring and we're just going to have to move on also I need to find a New Year's outfit guys I need your help I tried on one that looked like a mermaid I looked awful it was terrible so I don't know what I'm going to wear I also other confession I went into Primark I spent £22 on everything I didn't need I got socks, I got a little plastic thing to put my skincare in, I got the chrome powder so I can do glazed donut nails because I'm going out tonight and I'm so excited, they're going to look great. Like I will post the finished product because they are going to look incredible, even though I've bitten all of my nails off and they're so short right now. But that's another, that's, that's another issue for another day. I really have had such a busy week this week and it's felt so hectic. And I think combined with me now thinking I am actually thinking I'm a bit ill, it just felt a little bit overwhelming. Like on Monday, I went out for dinner with my family. On Tuesday, I went out for dinner with work. On Wednesday, we had the Christmas quiz, which is like this company-wide Christmas quiz, which was so much fun. But I also had to get a train to Manchester and my train was delayed, so that took ages then on thursday i was working thursday we went out yesterday we did shopping today i'm going clubbing for the first time in ages and i'm going clubbing for the first time in ages i'm quite nervous about it and i know it's really silly i know it's really silly but i'm just voicing it i am nervous and i don't know why but it just feels like a bit of a nerve-wracking experience because i haven't been in so long and i'm really just overthinking it and i'm really making it so much more dramatic than it needs to be but it's fine. I'll report back tomorrow. It will be okay. I won't report back tomorrow. I'll be dying in bed tomorrow, but we're going to make a roast dinner and I am really excited about it. I also need to remember to book my train tickets home because I have not done that yet and I leave on Tuesday. But anyway, I've been rambling for long enough. So onto the content part for this week's episode. Today we're talking about relationships and we're talking about love and we're talking about how impactful those relationships are where, like, when you're in your teenage years are. And I'm going to tell you everything I wish someone had told me because I just feel like there's such a weird experience when you're, like, when you're older and you look back on them, like, there's such a weird experience. And they're so important because they really set the foundation for how you feel about relationships in so many years to come. And also, those relationships can last a super long time. Like... They can last a really, really long time. And so you need to make sure that they're working for you and you need to make sure that you're, like, seeing them clearly. And just to preface this by saying, like, if you are with the person that you have met when you were, like, 13 and you guys are living your happy ever after, I'm so happy for you. I hope you guys are really happy together. But, like, this probably doesn't really apply to you. Like, those stories... And this is the first thing that I want to talk about is that I feel like, in particular... I really, really romanticised this idea that I needed to be with the first person I found because I could have that really romantic story of like, oh, we've known each other since we were, like, since we were five, we were best friends and blah, 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 blah. Like, he was my first ever boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. Like, I really romanticised those stories. And I really thought that that would be, like, what I wanted to have. 
And in a weirder sense, like I really, I romanticised it so much that I almost prioritised having that story in my life over what was making me happy. Because the joy I got out of saying that story, I felt was more important than my actual happiness. And this is why it's so important to unpack what you think, like what what you, why society has made you think that it needs to be that way. And maybe it hasn't for you. And that's absolutely fine. And that like that's great. We all absorb different things. And I'm not saying this is probably like a universal experience. But I really felt like all of the romance stories that I'd ever watched and all of like the happy ever afters. It really did have to be that first person. And every time I felt like it did have to be that first person, every time I felt that storyline slipping in, it meant I was unable to doubt anything. And I think this is the first thing that I want to say about like relationships when you are younger is that you can end up losing a lot of yourself in them because you don't truly know who you are anymore. Well, most people don't. Maybe you do, and that is great. And that is really, really great if you do because you're going to find like life so easy if you already know who you are by the time you're like 20. Like That's mental to me because I still feel like I don't know who I am. And I feel like this is the thing. You never truly know who you are because you're growing as a person. You are always constantly growing. And as you grow more and more, you're finding out more things about yourself. And this is one of the biggest dangers about relationships when you're younger is that you do lose yourself because you don't know who you are, because you don't know what you truly want. And because you're no longer on your own, you start to just prioritise everything that you guys want together and you start to see yourself through this lens of another person. Because so often couples like amalgamate together. Couples become this like one, don't they? And I think because I'm long distance, I've kind of avoided that because I haven't really been able to amalgamate. And that's a whole other issue in itself. Like, I don't know if that's always a positive thing. It's meant that I've had to like, like I'm very independent, which is really good. But it also means like, I find it really hard to compromise on things and I don't really want to. And I think that's now not causing issues, but it's like, it's meant that if I want to become not long distance, there are obviously going to have to be compromises in that. And I just don't, I just don't want to do them. And so I won't do them. And like that's an issue in itself. Like that's a, like when you're having to create a life with someone and you're just like constantly like not wanting to, because the issue is, is like now I've done long distance and like we could just do whatever we want to do and just be far away from each other. And I can still do what I want to do in it, but it's not, like, that's not the healthy outcome, do you know what I mean? That's not the reality. That's not the reality of having a life together. Like, being in a relationship is making compromises sometimes to create this life that you guys want to have together. But the issue is, when you're younger, if you do start to make those compromises, they can have massive effect. And I don't want to be, like, dramatic and make you think that, like, the choices you have now are going to impact everything and blah, 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 blah. They're not. Like, you can make other choices. You can change your life. You can completely change your life from when you're a teenager. You can pick a degree and do absolutely nothing to do with it. You can go back to university again. You can retrain. You can move countries. You you can do so much. The world is literally your oyster, okay? I really hate that when it's like, I used to think that the decisions I made when I was a teenager, that they impacted everything that I could never go back. I could go back to school if I wanted to. I could do different A-levels. I could become an artist. I couldn't because I have no artistic talent. But I could if I wanted to, you know? 
you really could do whatever you wanted. But I think the issue with relationships at the ages of like 16 to 20 is that they do dictate a lot of what you do. And if they don't work out and if you do become unhappy, it can be really scary to admit that because you feel like you've made so many of your life choices about that. So many people I know have gone to university to be with a certain person and then that relationship has ended and now they're at a place where they don't even want to be because they wanted to be with a person that they're not even with yet. And so I just want you to think really long and hard if you're thinking about going to the same place as someone else that you really love. Like, I'm not saying don't do it, but I am saying, like, you're very young to be compromising on your life. You've got the rest of your life to make compromises. I mean, look at me now. I'm still not compromising. And I don't want to compromise yet because this is the thing we do have the rest of our lives to make compromises. There's going to be so many points in your life where you're not able to prioritise you, where you're going to have children, where you're going to have family members that need you, where you're going to have friends that are relying on you. Like, there's going to be times where you are not able to do what you want to do. So you can't start doing that now for a person that you don't even know if you're going to be with for that long. Because this is the other thing. You don't know if you're going to be with them that long. And I hate to be that person who really used to annoy me, and I don't mean to be patronising, but I really thought that I would be with them together forever and like it would really work out and I was so naive because I find it so like like think about it realistically like really logically like a maths equation you meet someone when you're in your late teenage years where you think you know everything about the world where you think you've grown into yourself where you feel like such an adult and then all of a sudden you leave home for the first time as you go to university, this might not be, do you know what I mean? Most people leave home for the first time as you go to university. You meet an entirely new friendship group. You study a course that is entirely different to what you've studied before. You start your first career job. You start actually, like, working out where you want to go. You travel for the first time. You all of a sudden have been living such a sheltered lifestyle. And now you're in the big wide world. And now you're meeting other people. You're interacting with different characters. You knew so much about the world around you that you didn't know before. So the chances that you guys are still going to, like, really click and really want the exact same things that you did when you were 16, like, guys, they're slim. And they're not impossible. They're not impossible. But they're slim, don't you think? Maybe it's just me. I think it's so, like, the chances of you both wanting the exact same life, because this is the other thing. When you are with speech someone for that long, you do start compromising because that relationship you've been together for so long that you get scared, like you feel like it's time wasted. And this is the other thing that I really wanted to say of like, no amount of time that you're with someone is time wasted, even if it doesn't work out, even if it doesn't go to plan, even if it ends in a really like way that really hurts you. And I'm not saying you deserve to go through that, not at all. You didn't deserve to go through it, but the way I look at it is, is like, I learnt so much about myself. I learnt so much about myself. And for the first time, I was like, you know what? Like, I can stand on my own two feet. I do know who I am. Because I really, like, it's quite odd to think about. But I, like, there's this period of my life where I don't really know who I was. And I was really unhappy. I was in therapy and it just wasn't like, I just remember feeling so unhappy. Like, I came back from this party one time, and I just came back, and I was just crying. And I was like, 
this is a low point. Like, I was just so unhappy and I didn't know who I was and I don't remember thinking anything. I just remember thinking, like, this can't be it. This cannot be it. Like, this cannot be the one. And I didn't know anything about myself. And then I went through all of that. And you know what? I did survive it. It was okay. I did live. It was fine. It was hard. And it took a lot longer than I thought to get over it. Like, when you're in something in your teenage years and when it all ends and then you're kind of faced with your 20s and you're kind of like... I watched a TikTok video and she was saying how she was 31 and her fiancé of 10 years had just broken up with her. And she'd been, like, single for the past year and a half. And she was saying how it's a very weird experience because she's 30. She has the confidence of a 30-year-old. She has the confidence with the way she looks, with the way she dresses, with her friends. Like, she is 30 in that sense. But, in a sense, she's also 21. Because this is the first time in 10 years where she's just got to be able to do whatever she wants for, like, just just you. Just on your own you. And I think this is such an interesting thing is because when you do go through a breakup, you are instantly, like, transported back to that moment where you were on your own before and you're reminded about everything. And you're reminded about, like, what you actually want and you're reminded about that period of your life and you feel so much younger again. And that can be really kind of, like, hard to get your head around because you feel so old and so young at the same time. And I think this is just what I want you to be wary of if you are in a relationship in those kind of like teenage years, that first experience of love. That first experience of love has so many expectations on it because it's the first time you've ever experienced it and every single rom-com ever in the history of ever is playing into it. But just don't put so much pressure on it. Don't put so much pressure on it that when it doesn't start to work, you won't let yourself leave. Because I think that's one of the things I'm most wary of now is that, like, the expectation that I place on things to work, that that stops me doing what I really want to do. And that's just something that I wish someone had told me when I was younger, that it's like, when this stops becoming fun, you are allowed to leave. There is no pressure. You don't have to have the fairy tale storyline that you think you have to have to. Your life is not a rom-com book. You are just allowed to experience things and those that end. And that doesn't make it a failure. Nothing is ever a failure. You've learned something for it. But just get out whilst you're not happy. Like, get out when you're, as soon as you're not happy. You don't need to stay. You don't need to stay. You don't need to pretend to be this fairy princess. It's okay. It's okay. You can leave. You can leave anything that's not making you happy anymore. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. Because I think fundamentally, that's that. I felt like I needed to prove things to people. I felt like if I picked a bad relationship, I had to stay in it because I was scared of what people would say if I eventually leave. Like, I was, I almost did it as, like, a stubbornness. I was so stubborn and I didn't want anyone to know how I was, like, truly feeling. And so I just keep it all inside and that is one of my biggest regrets. And so please, 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 if you're in a relationship in your teenage years, if this is your first experience of love, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, okay? Don't put so much pressure on it to be this big romantic fairy tale. You guys are going to have the massivest wedding and like it'll be like that story that everyone talks about at school. Like, oh, they met when they were so young. Like, don't, just stop. Just enjoy it. Just see it for what it is. See it for this experience that is really fun and allows you to create so many memories. But and at some point it might end and that's okay. It's absolutely fine. 
Does it make you a good person? Does it make you a bad person? Actually has no impact on you as a person whatsoever. No moral judgment will be passed on whether you guys stay together or not. And no one really cares. That's the reality. Like, not in a brutal, awful way, but no one does. Everyone's too focused on themselves. So please just enjoy it. Leave as soon as it stops making you unhappy. Realise that the pressures that the external world is putting you on and makes you think about, like, you don't have to absorb them. You can think about them and you can think about how weird they are, but you don't have to take them in. And just make sure you're putting yourself first because you have so much of your life to prioritise someone else. There's very few times where you can just do what you want to do and you are too young to already be compromising those things. Not that you can't go back and change it if you do want to change a different life. Like, you can. There's no... Don't feel sick about it. It's never too late. And I think that's the other thing. It is never too late. If you're listening to this now and thinking, like, I don't want to be in this relationship, but, like, I've stayed in it and I've thought that for so long and I still have stayed, like, I have to stay now. No, you don't. You can still leave it. It's truly never, ever too late. But on to the question part for this week's podcast. So on to the question part for this week's podcast, which is the second time I'm recording it because Maya keeps messaging me. But anyway, I love you, Maya. I'm sorry. I don't really mind. I will reply in a second. But first question was, would I ever go solo traveling? And I think the, the first answer is yes, because it scares me. It really, really scares me, like makes me feel a little bit sick. But also, I think I'd really like it because I am quite like I'm a bit of a control freak and like quite bossy. And I think I would probably do quite well to be a solo traveller. Like, I think that I would actually be fine at because I'd be able to do whatever I wanted. And I am actually, like, a very chatty, like, person, you know? So I feel like I'd be all right at solo travelling. But the thing of it is, is that me and my boyfriend are long distance. And so holidays for us are, like, a really nice thing just to do together because we actually get to spend time with each other. And also, I really like sharing memories with people and... I think it would be something that I'd really miss doing it without him. So I think if we broke up and I was single, then yeah, I would. Like, I would go. But I also think because I'm long distance, I do a lot of things on my own. So I am already very independent. And so I think a lot of people, maybe if you go solo traveling when you're in a relationship and you live in the same place, it's because you're craving that independence again or because you really, really want to. But because I do quite a lot of things on my own already, I kind of quite like doing it with people. But I fully get why people do it. And I would do it if I needed to or if I wanted to go somewhere and no one else did. Like, for example, when I'm going to Croatia next like in summer and I think I'm probably going to stay out longer than my boyfriend because he needs to come home for work but I don't and so I think that'll probably be what I end up doing and that's really exciting okay next thing next question my mum just called me halfway through that and it really distracted me anyway any thoughts on self-control love your podcast I'm so glad you love the podcast Mm. I don't think I have very good self-control I don't think I'm that disciplined with myself because I think life's too short like work-wise I'm a really hard worker and I will work really hard to get things done. But anything that provides me joy, working out or going for a run or sleeping or like whatever I need to do, I'm quite able to prioritise the thing that's going to make me happiest rather than the thing I should be doing. And I don't always know if that's right. And I don't know if that's the right advice. And I don't know really what to tell you. But I just think life's too short to be doing things you don't want to do. And so, yeah, I know working out is going to make me feel good and I will try and do that even though I don't really want to because I always feel good in the moment. But, I mean, I always feel good afterwards. But, like, I'm very able... I have a very... 
I feel like just talking about food now for a sec, so skip forward if this is going to be a trigger or anything for you, but I feel like I actually have a really good relationship with food now, which is a really, like, something that is new and hasn't always been there, and so I don't feel any morality associated with eating anymore, which is, like, a big change, which is nice. How do you balance wanting to document things for social media and being present? It's actually a really interesting question because it's something that I've been speaking a lot to my friends about, and I have really strict boundaries. I... So there's things going on in my life which would be great content. Work Christmas party, for example, is a prime example. Or, you know, going out for dinner with my family. Really, really great. Like, that would be great content. I know I could make like, a really good TikTok out of it and I know it would do well. But my life is not just a content creation process. I love sharing things with you guys, but I don't just want it to become that. And so it's really important for me that I don't constantly just focus on what I can record and I have strict boundaries myself that allow me to just enjoy things and so vlogging I used to try and vlog every single day because I thought that would be the only way that I could stay relevant and interesting now I try and vlog two days of my life and I don't put pressure on myself to vlog if I don't want to and if I just want to have a day and I like sometimes I start recording a vlog and I'm like you know what I don't want to I just want to exist today like I don't constantly want to be thinking about the angles that I have to video things at and like my phone dying and like I don't want to do that and that's okay and I think that's the boundaries that I set is like I really listen to how I'm feeling because I love you've got mail and it's great it's one of my favorite things but it's a hobby right now it's not a business enterprise and I know you've got to stay disciplined to make things successful but for me right now this is successful and I also I don't want to burn out and so it's really important for me to have those boundaries and I think that's I think that's how you balance it is realizing when you don't want to do something right now, you don't have to do it. You can just experience and enjoy yourself. And that's enough. Okay, there was one final question, which I took a screenshot of. How do you keep track of resources for your thesis? Oh, please use EndNotes. Please use EndNote. The reason I made a gagging noise is because I use Mendeley and it was the bane of my existence like the absolute biggest nightmare mendeley oh i've never hated something more use endnote use endnote use endnote use endnote please also just like i don't know if the way i write is the correct way to write but like feel like I watch videos and stuff to gain like a bit of an understanding of what I'm doing and then I just get started like I read things and I like reference as I go rather than doing all the reading and then writing it I don't know if that's the right way to do it but I just found it to be way more productive because I didn't have time to read everything and work out whether or not it's going to be relevant so I make a plan and I read as I go and I learn as I go and it's worked all right for me but just use endnote please dear god use endnote avoid mentally like the plague but anyway on to the new things I've done this week so on to the new things that i've done this week and this week guys i've been in a film wormhole and it's because i've been with my boyfriend and when we're together we watch so many films harry potter forgot what a great series that was wow i'm on goblet of fire just about to go on to order the phoenix you guys know personal favorite cannot wait i'm so excited i'm so excited i think it's because i don't really remember whatever happens in this one that instantly makes it more exciting for me reading wise I've started a new book. It's called Small Pleasures. It's really good. It's really good. Everyone said it was really good and it is really good. It's at your library. Like I've seen five of them at the library so far. It's definitely a really popular book. So I'd have a look out for it if you can. Other things I've been watching. I watched The Godfather last night, but 
we didn't have the Italian subtitles on, and I think I missed an entire subpart of the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I think I didn't understand a good section of what was going on, but it's a great film. Like, I've already watched it before, and it was really good. My boyfriend never has, though. Three hours, though, mentally prepare yourself for that one, but I'd made such a song and dance about us watching it together. I don't know why. But I'd really made it into a thing that me and him needed to do together. And then he was like, right then, should we watch it? And I was like, three hours. I just wanted to watch Elf. But I've really made this into this thing now. I've made my bed now. I've got to lie in it. So that's what we watched. Other things I've watched this week. Mm, I don't know, but Time Traveller's Wife keeps circling back in my head. So please go watch that. It's great. I think it's a great film. But I'm going to go do my nails. I was going to go for a run. But I'm very tired. And I really can't be fucked. And so, I don't want to do it. But I should. But I don't want to. But I should. But I don't want to. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But anyway, I love you. I hope you're having a great week. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram and on TikTok. I finally linked my my Instagram account to my TikTok account because I didn't know they weren't linked. I didn't know that no one could find me, which was a brilliant revelation to have. But anyway, we move. If you could also subscribe to the podcast, that would be incredible because I love watching that number of people who subscribe to the podcast go up. Like, it's a little addiction, I'm not going to lie. I hope you're having the best week and I can't wait to speak to you next weekend when it will be Christmas Eve and I'm going to share all of the things I have bought myself. No, maybe I won't. I think that'll be too exposing and I think I'll feel embarrassed. Anyway, I love you. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.